0: All right, glad you're with us. Write down our toll-free uh, telephone number. You want to be a part of this extravaganza. 800 941 Sean is our number. Uh, oh, I'm excited because we, we have Herschel Walker and Joe Theismann. They're both friends of mine uh, on the program later today. And everybody's freaking out. I mean, the response and reaction to Indianapolis Colts quarterback Andrew Luck's decision to retire from the NFL is, I mean, it's out of control. You you would think that this guy owes his entire life to people and he's got to make his own decisions in life. And I, I look, I get why people that's why they're fans fanatics fans. Everyone has as a fan. I don't blame Indianapolis fans for being disappointed, but I mean, the booze that he got were wow out of control. Uh, and he made it after a series of injuries, setbacks in his career as a great quarterback. Uh, and, and I know that, This whole issue of CTE is real. There's no doubt about it. I know the NFL's, you know, finally now come to grips with it. They've made some rule changes. They were slow, but they did. Uh, They're trying to make helmets safer. That's fine. The one thing I don't want to have happen, though, is nobody that plays football, ice hockey, or gets in the octagon or is a boxer that doesn't know that there is a real risk of injury. These are these are the warrior sports. These are, you know, modern day gladiators in a sense. And this is a life they choose. And the fact that it is risky, the fact that they are putting everything on the line, including in many ways, their own safety is, you know, part of the attraction to those sports because you admire something called bravery. And just because somebody decides, all right, I, I decide not to do this anymore, he shouldn't. I don't. Everyone's got to make their own choices in life. It's not that—that's a personal thing. He's got a family. He's going to make his own choices. Fine. I I respect that. And I, frankly, I don't think it's any of our business. I understand disappointment. I didn't understand the booing. Um, there's a lot of people. The average career in the NFL is not Tom Brady's 20-year career. It's not. He's the anomaly, and I mean Tom Brady's a health nut. I mean he takes it everything to the max, but a lot of athletes do. You know I watch these extreme sports uh, shows every once in a while. You guys ever watch any of this stuff? Like I love MMA, as everybody knows. I've trained mixed martial arts, a sort of eclectic blend of Krav Maga, Kempo, jitsu and and boxing, and really situational hard brutal, uh, street fighting. I mean, this that too, you get in an octagon. That is a blood sport. And I remember when I trained the one day with Chuck Liddell years ago, I mean, this guy had, I don't know how many times he got knocked out. It, It was painful to watch him go back in the ring. I didn't want him to go back in the ring or the octagon. I didn't want him to go back. As a matter of fact, they weren't going to let him go back for the right reasons. And he got knocked out pretty quickly, not because of his—he's older but and and his talent level That has nothing to do with it. There's only so many times you can get knocked out. Ronda Rousey, after she first got knocked out, she was a warrior in the octagon. I have nothing but admiration for Ronda Rousey. But after the first knockout, it it, it you will the professionals I have interviewed and talked to it changes people dramatically. And so these, you know, these concussions are real. CTE is real. You definitely want to try and make it safer, but you can't take the, the sport and water it down to something it was never meant to be, which is a totally, completely, utterly safe sport. That's never going to happen, nor do you. People want that. It's a gladiator. It is a blood. It is a warrior sport. And people train hard to be warriors. I admire them for it. You know, some people, oh, Hannity likes boxing. And yeah, I do like boxing and mixed martial arts. Yeah, I watch it all the time. And I I like it so much that I, I now train in it every single day, four or five days a week. And one of the best decisions I've ever made because I'm in the best shape I've ever been in in my life. And uh, do I ever want to use it on anybody? No, if I ever have to, would I? Yeah, in a second, in a heartbeat. It just, you know, it's a dangerous world out there. One of the things you worry about the most as a parent is what happens. There's so many crazy people. Look at it, what we cover every day. Look at look at the news that we cover every single day. You know, you can get everything from war brutality. Man's inhumanity to man. You know why? Why have I been so outspoken about the the practice of Sharia in some countries? Why? Because it abuses women and treats them like fourth class citizens and tells them how to dress, where they can go, when they can go, who they can go with. You know whether they can even drive a car, or they can be victims of marital rape, and there's no charges brought against the people responsible for that brutal violence, or. You know, killing people that are gay and lesbian, throwing them off roofs in Iran and other countries. I'm like or or stoning people to death. Man, remember the movie that we covered, the stoning of what was that movie called? Soraya M. Yeah, why don't you say it on the air? You don't have to say it in my the ear. Stoning of
1: Soraya me. M by Cyrus Narasta.
0: Yeah, I mean that crap happens. You know, or the the idea you persecute Christians and Jews in some countries. We, we're a country that believes in freedom of religion. The only religion you can't, we're never going to tolerate is a religion that you say guides and dictates you to convert everybody or kill them. We're not going to buy into that one. But as far as if you want to be an atheist, be an atheist. Want to be an agnostic, be an agnostic. Christian, Jewish, Islam, nobody cares what religion you are. We believe in that freedom. As long as you don't impact other people which is what it comes down to. Um, We have a lot going on today, uh, especially as relates to 2020. We also have we're now on the brink of getting a decision as it relates to Andrew McCabe, which is pretty interesting because Andrew McCabe just hired by fake news CNN, which is an entire different story in and of itself. Remember, the guy was fired for lying and leaking Andrew McCabe. And so now he will find out federal prosecutors now nearing that decision on whether or not McCabe is going to be uh, indicted over his egregious lying. And uh, so we'll watch and wait and see what happens with all of that. But the other thing we now know that and can confirm, as we've been telling you the last couple of days, the DOJ inspector general report is complete as it relates to FISA abuse And it is now being processed for potential redactions. Senator Lindsey Graham expects the findings to be, quote, damning and ugly. And he's going to give the inspector general as much time as he needs to explain every single detail of what went down and what happened. I did notice that McCabe is given interviews. And in one of the interviews, he's actually trying to backtrack from his own past statement. Remember, it was Deputy. I'm sorry, Deputy FBI Director McCabe that said, well, if there's no Clinton bought and paid for dossier, there's no FISA application. He said those words. And then he he goes on this interview, apparently on C-SPAN. And now he's saying, well, we informed the FISA court about the origins of the Steele dossier. Uh, Okay, it was a footnote in the report when the FBI finally, after the four FISA warrants, three of which James Comey himself, Signed and remember, Jim Comey had been warned on numerous occasions not to trust what was in the FISA in the dirty dossier, the Russian dossier that Clinton paid for. You know, so now McCabe's trying to thread this needle, you know, talking about, oh, we told everybody about the origins of the steel dossier. No, you didn't. It says on the top of a FISA application verified. Was it verified? Well, the answer is no, no attempt was ever made. To verify the dossier's claims. And we now know it was unverifiable because even its own author, when push came to shove, as much as Steele hated Donald Trump, push came to shove, he said that he couldn't confirm any of it. I have no idea if any of this is true. So that becomes after you're warned that it's not been verified and it's not been corroborated and Hillary paid for it and Steele hates Trump. How many times was he warrant? At least two times that we have absolutely confirmed, probably more. And they did it to get the backdoor to spy on the Trump campaign. Signed the first one in October of 2016, before the election. All right, spy on a presidential candidate, then a transition team, then a president. And then three months after he signs the first warrant to spy on Trump, With the bulk of information being the bought and paid for Russian dossier, uh, Mr. Super Patriot Jim Comey, he then goes to President-elect Trump and says, oh, yeah, it's salacious, but it's not verified. The opposite of what he told the FISA court and that he would later tell the FISA court the opposite again. I mean, no wonder why the FBI determined he was showing a lack of candor. Lack of candor means you lied. Now, this is where the test is going to get very interesting here are we going to see equal application of American laws, equal justice under the law? Or are we going to see what emerges to be a two-tiered justice system? Because if they, meaning Comey and the special counsel and McCabe, you know, McCabe himself told General Flynn a 33-year vet, no, you don't need a lawyer. Well, it was an interrogation, and they had already you know, unmasked him. They had a literal, they they had chapter and verse of everything that was said in a phone call. Of course, General Flynn didn't know that. And then Comey, his boss, McCabe's boss, bragging that I wouldn't do this in the Bush or Obama years. But yeah, we took advantage of the chaos. I sent my guys right into General Flynn's office after my deputy said he doesn't need a lawyer. And even after all of that, they didn't think that General Flynn was lying. Which raises questions. questions. Well, why would he admit that he was lying? Anyway, back to my original point, which is, are we going to have equal justice under the law? Because, well, that's what they're going after General Flynn for. That's what they hit Papadopoulos on. Uh, although I really, I'm dying to get those transcripts that have the exculpatory information, I'm told, when we get them. Uh, then the same thing was done to Michael Cohn. And the same thing was done to Paul Manafort. Now, if that happens to them... And we now know the FBI found Comey showing a lack of candor, which is only a nice way of saying he's lying through his teeth and not being forthcoming. Well, that's the same reason those guys got charged and convicted or agreed to a plea. The case of Flynn, it's even more egregious because they told him he doesn't need a lawyer. They basically robbed him of his Miranda rights. He found, found himself in a situation. Crap, I didn't lie. The FBI didn't think I lied. And But yet I don't have any more money. I have to sell my house. And, oh, they're threatening to go after my son who was in business with me. So I guess I'll fall on the sword for my son like a good soldier. That's how we treat veterans that that serve this country. So we're going to find out in the next weeks, month, two months, whether we're going to have equal justice. We didn't have it with Hillary Clinton, I'll tell you that. Anyone of anybody listening to this program right now, I'll tell you right now, you try it. You get a subpoena. You try a couple of things. You try lying to a court. You premeditated lie. You're warned that the information you are giving to a court is false. You're warned on numerous occasions. It is false. It is questionable. And then you testify just the opposite. Verified. Good luck to you with that judge when that judge calls your ass out for lying. I don't think it's going to work out well for you. That's the dual justice system we've got to be most concerned about. Or, you know, you have subpoenaed emails and you pull the the deletion bleach bit hammer stunt and remove the SIM card stunt that Hillary played. It's just it's not going to work out well for you. You know, you try and spy on uh, or you try and elect one presidential candidate by exonerating somebody who was guilty of crimes. You only care about investigating Russia which didn't exist, four separate investigations, no collusion, but you don't touch a dirty, bought, and paid-for Russian dossier that even the New York Times says was likely from the beginning Russian disinformation. That would mean the Russians were favoring Hillary over Trump if they knew it was going to Hillary,
2: which it appears they did.
0: Hey, today more than ever, we're all looking for ways to save, especially on medical bills, but where do you start? Now, unless you're a medical billing expert, finding savings can seem impossible. And by the way, who has the time? Now, HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your family insurance and reviews your medical claims as they come in from your healthcare providers. Then HealthLock's technology flags and alerts you to any errors like overbilling or wrong codes and fraud to help you and your family save. And you can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Now, to date, HealthLock has helped its members save more than $130 million. Now, saving on medical bills starts with knowing where to look. HealthLock, they make it simple and easy to find and fix any hidden medical bill error. Now, to save, go to their website. It's healthlock.com. One word, healthlock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider. You know, a violent crime is committed in America every 24 seconds. When it hits your doorstep, well, one wrong decision could mean losing your home, your freedom, or even worse. And that's because just owning a gun is not enough anymore. Listen, you need a new way to protect yourself and your family. And what I'm about to tell you has never been shared here until now. And it's available only for you, Sean Hannity listeners, for free for a limited time. Go to the website, defendfamily.com, and watch it for free right now. That's D-E-F-E-N-D, family, one word, defendfamily.com. All right, so, you know, a lot of you want me to be able to say, this is going to happen, this is going to, this is what we know. Everything we've told you about Hillary Clinton's investigation being rigged is true. Everything about her obstruction is true. Every law we identified as it relates to the Espionage Act, everyone, every instance of top-secret classified information on that server in a mom-and-pop bathroom closet was a violation of the Espionage Act and and other substatutes uh, that consist therein. And then the obstruction is the biggest slam-dunk case I've ever seen. You don't delete subpoenaed emails. Apparently, we have most of them, which is... Wow. We ever going to go back and look at them? I'd like to see them all. She said they were about, let's see, a wedding, a funeral and yoga lessons. Uh, Why do I suspect that's not true? We also know that there was hacking in real time to that server by the Chinese. Great information to Peter Strzok here. Nope. We also know that the dirty dossier that everybody was warned that it was unverified and they never corroborated anything and they used it anyway. And without the dossier, which was the bulk of the application that they said to the judges, the PISA court judges was uh, verified, was not. And we know it's unverifiable. And we know that they spied on a president in multiple ways, a multitude of ways. And we also believe not only were they using foreign spies, but they were outsourcing, spying on Americans and a president uh, by friendly countries and their intelligence services to circumvent American law. Now, those would all put us in jail. The big question now will be when it all comes out, as Solomon and everybody's now saying, it's now done. The inspector general report, the Durham report is being made. Will we have equal justice? Hey, today more than ever, we're all looking for ways to save, especially on medical bills, but where do you start? Now, unless you're a medical billing expert, finding savings can seem impossible. And by the way, who has the time? Now, HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your family insurance and reviews your medical claims as they come in from your healthcare providers. Then HealthLock's technology flags and alerts you to any errors like overbilling or wrong codes and fraud to help you and your family save. And you can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Now, to date, HealthLock has helped its members save more than $130 million. Now, saving on medical bills starts with knowing where to look. HealthLock, they make it simple and easy to find and fix any hidden medical bill error. Now, to save, go to their website. It's healthlock.com. One word, healthlock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider. You know, a violent crime is committed in America every 24 seconds. When it hits your doorstep, well, one wrong decision could mean losing your home, your freedom, or even worse. And that's because just owning a gun is not enough anymore. Listen, you need a new way to protect yourself and your family. And what I'm about to tell you has never been shared here until now And it's available only for you, Sean Hannity listeners, for free for a limited time. Go to the website, defendfamily.com, and watch it for free right now. That's D-E-F-E-N-D, family, one word, defendfamily.com. All right, 25 till the top of the hour, 800-941-SEAN, toll-free telephone number. We do have an ongoing joke, and we have this question and answer thing that we keep going on with Linda about. Linda knows nothing about any sport ever. She has no idea how many, nothing but about- But what po-
1: I do know is what, is you what do helped know you when or, you didn't know the stoning of Soraya M. You so did know that. you
0: welcome. No, listen, but you have how many master's degrees? A million of them. You know. How many?
1: I have two. Two.
0: Okay. Um, which, by the way, you should be proud of. You worked hard to get those. That's not easy. They were
1: very expensive. So they <laughs> expensive and proud.
0: And then you're stuck working for me. I mean, that is, yeah. that is such a letdown. Well, I know that's
1: I my penance, you know.
0: Uh penance, no, I would say you're doing pretty well. I would say you're doing very oh, well. Good oh, good. Oh, here we go. Um, you know, we've talked a lot about the media, talked a lot about 2020, the biggest donors will be the fake news industry. And then, then you got this bigger factor that we've we've got to look at closely, and I know they are in Congress. If these big Tech companies, the Googles, the Facebooks, the Twitters, if they are in any way leaning content in one direction, how do you not view that as a in-kind campaign contribution? In other words, if they decide which stories they choose based on politics that they want to make more prominent, it it is it is it's incalculable what the donation or the the amount of money that is given as as a campaign contribution you can't do it now do i want these places censored no i don't do i want i just think people need to be aware of this there's a lot of of dirty tricks going on in a lot of corners in this country it's unbelievable how people are and you know it's there there's so it has gotten so bad in terms of the mob the media mob and there's a social media mob mentality also i believe at some of these companies james o'keefe uh one of his latest undercover operations broke that wide open but if you have the new york times admitting that they put all of their newsroom on one story which was the russia hoax conspiracy theories the lies that they spread the misinformation the propaganda you know the the breathless hysterical coverage every second of every minute of every hour of every day of every week of every month year I mean it just goes on you know it's kind of ironic to see Humpty Dumpty over there at fake news CNN his show is called unreliable liberal sources and he actually has a guest on this weekend that says that Donald Trump is responsible for more deaths not even as many. And by the way, when we're talking about 100 million rough estimate. Linda, look up what the, what the estimated amount of deaths are for Stalin, Hitler, and Mao all told. But he's, he has a guest, a Duke professor, saying that President Trump is responsible for more deaths than Hitler, Stalin, and Mao. Listen.
3: Well, I think that medicalizing politics has three very dire consequences. Hmm. The the first is that it stigmatizes the mentally ill. I've known thousands of patients, almost all of them, have been well-behaved, well-mannered, good people. Trump is none of these. Lumping the mentally ill with Trump is a terrible insult to the mentally ill, and they have enough problems and stigma as it is. The second issue is that calling Trump crazy hides the fact that we're crazy for having elected him, and even crazier for allowing his crazy policies to persist. Trump is as destructive a person in this century as Hitler, Stalin and Mao were in the last century. He may be responsible for many more million deaths than they were. He needs to be contained, but he needs to be contained by attacking his policies, not his person.
0: Now, what he just said there is President Trump is responsible for more deaths than Hitler, Stalin and Mao, many more millions of deaths may be responsible for many more millions than them combined. What'd you pull up Linda? Cause you're pretty quick at this stuff. Yeah.
1: So it looks like Mao has between 20 to 45 million. They're not sure the exact amount. Stalin about,
0: about 30.
1: Stalin is a mix. It's actually not as high as 30. It's more around 10 because it looks like some were by famine, some were by direct assassination, some were by work camps. So it's about 8 to 10 million, but there could be more or less. And then Hitler's about the same. It's about 6 million, but then the famine again
0: could be up well, to well, 10 No, million. no, no. We're not adding in World War II and all the deaths associated with that war. Agreed. And we're not adding in with Stalin. Stalin's number is higher. And I remember from Deliver Us From Evil. All right, whatever. Let's say 100 million less, more, millions, yeah, tens number. and tens and tens of millions of people. But Donald Trump may be responsible for millions more deaths. Now, what do you think fake news CNN had to say about this? Nothing, nothing. And, oh, I have an IFB. I didn't hear the professor. Now, the irony in all of this is the professors also say, we're going to talk about the mental illness of Trump. Then we got to talk about the mental illness of the people that voted for Trump. So it's really it always comes down to they not only hate Trump, there is a hatred of anybody that like supports Donald Trump. Now, to take it to another level of irony here, this is their psychosis. This is their mental condition of the media. And when I say mob, I say a mob on purpose. It's a mob mentality. It is lacking any rationality at this point. Psychosis, look, I'm not a doctor. I'm not going to play one on, on radio or TV. But it, when it becomes every second minute hour of every 24 hour day and on from there, what did Nicole Wallace, you know, he's, he has a plan to exterminate Latinos. She's still working at, you know, Roswell, Rachel Maddow's conspiracy theory channel over there at MS. Right. And she's still got a job and you got stelter. Oh, my IFB wasn't working. It is. Th- this is what they have convinced themselves. They worked themselves up into a frenzy and believing the big lie that they were going to remove Donald Trump because he colluded with Russia, 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 Russia. And we're going to end up, you know, because of his collusion, 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 we'll impeach, we'll impeach, we'll impeach, we'll impeach. And in the, you know, in the slower news cycles associated with all of this, it was stormy, stormy, stormy. And then it was. You know, asshole, 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 and then it was racist, racist, racist. It's it. This is their problem. You know, I know we're just a bunch of smelly Walmart shoppers. I, I it, this is what is thought of by these elites in New York, D.C., San Francisco, Chicago, Los Angeles. This is their mindset, and it is a contempt for we smelly Walmart. Irredeemable deplorables, bitter Americans clinging to our God, our Bibles, our Second Amendment rights, our guns, and our religion. Well, um, I guess if that's what you want to think of us, but this is now going to be the biggest donation to whoever the 2020 candidate eventually ends up being. Now, one of the things that Donald Trump has done so effectively is he is now tattooed in the forehead and in the front pages of the New York Times, Washington Post, fake news, CNN. Their brand is not whatever they call their brand. It's not. They will forever. I thought the Clinton News Network would stick for a long time. No, fake news, CNN sticking. Fake news and NBC, CBS, ABC, New York Times, Washington Post. It's it's sticking the American people's opinion of media now is at the lowest point it's ever been at. They care about Donald Trump's polls so much. And I still say that he will never poll as any conventional or establishment candidate. I don't think you're ever going to get an accurate read on what Donald Trump's support is. You know, I look for outlying factors. I look for I, I, I found the Zogby poll interesting And I think there's some he's picked up on something that is true, that all of this is backfiring and the success that Donald Trump has had, especially with the employment situation, best employment conditions in 1969 and record low unemployment for demographic groups like African-Americans, Hispanic-Americans, Asian-Americans, women in the workplace, youth unemployment. This is having an impact. People are beginning to realize, wait a minute here. Okay, well, number one, they're adjusting to his iconoclastic disruptive style. Americans accept that he is a fighter. I mean, we you know we went over this whole issue with China yesterday and all the goods that have been you know that are, are tariffed on our companies, our farmers, our manufacturers, and Donald Trump said, You know what? Enough is enough. We're done we're not going to sit back and take it anymore. But if they're going to go as far to put on people and guests that say he's out or have a host that claims they want to Donald Trump plans to exterminate Latinos. And if you're going to have the squad leading the Democratic Party and they want to get rid of oil and gas and the combustion engine and everything's going to be free, even Americans that might have some Ability to be persuaded into socialism because it sounds good, it never works. Great article by Mike Huckabee in Finland that nobody paid any attention to as he predicted. Yeah, that that whole experiment of socialism that so many of uh, those socialists on the left have claimed as their model, their paradigm. Yeah, that collapsed that government. But this is what you're going to hear now till November of next year. And they've got a, this and hating Fox News because Fox News, certainly not all of Fox News. I can tell you as, you know, thanks to all of you, by the way, you make us the number one show in all of cable news. I am humbled by that, thankful and appreciative of that. We're working hard to make that happen. It's like we work hard every day to put on the best radio show we can here every day. Everybody works hard. And, you know, we take what we do Seriously. That's why I'm I'm very, very happy they got it wrong on Russia. We got it all right. All of it. We haven't been wrong on anything yet. And now it's just a matter of what will the consequences be? And now further corroboration that what we told you for two and a half years that nobody else in the beginning, especially wanted to follow. Ever thought would happen. And then I t- said two years ago, it's the year of the boomerang. It's all going to boomerang back. And I know some of you say, well, it's happening too slow. I, listen, I, information becomes available when we can dig it up. It's not like this is easy to get a hold of this stuff. You know, look at, you know, I guess uh, Humpty Dumpty is writing a big book on Fox. Well, why does he write a book about his own lying network for two and a half years? How do they justify criticizing the hiring of Sarah Sanders? Who just oozes decency. Nice person. You know, they questioned whether she really baked pies at one point. I mean, that's how much, how deep their hatred goes. But they can peddle propaganda, lies, misinformation, conspiracy theories, and a hoax for two and a half years. And just follow the New York Times model. We dedicated an entire newsroom to one story. We're proud of what we did, but got trickier. Trickier meaning, oh, it didn't work out the way we planned. Uh, we, we, we got it all wrong. So we're just going to move on to this story. We'll make this the narrative, race the narrative for 2020. You know, it, when people are shouting at you, CNN sucks. Rather than writing a book on Fox, maybe you ought to reevaluate, you know, what you're doing over there. I mean, Jeff Zucker's not a dumb guy. He he put together probably the best morning success show story and maintained it for years, deserves credit. But obviously, his politics has gotten in the way of his business acumen and his. uh, Well, you know, it it just make because otherwise, if you're in last place and you can't get a million viewers in any hour of the day, you'd probably want to reevaluate what you're doing. But no, they're going to write a book on Fox. Okay, the last CNN star, Jimmy Acosta, who was harassing Linda or as people were the book people and harassing my TV staff, begging to be on radio and TV after 11 weeks, the guy sold 15,000 books. Mark Levin, close to half a million in the same time period. It's not working. But keep doing what you're doing. Why would I ever want to stop this? Why do I even, I should just keep my big fat mouth shut. Right, Linda?
1: I mean, listen, I think it's very, uh, it's, it's easy to understand. The bottom line is why would you write a network that nobody cares about? Nobody's watching. Nobody's interested in. I mean, for God's sakes, when the don't best you can do is Don't you think if my Ryan picture Stelker. gets up on
0: the cover, I deserve, why do I get, all these liberal books would have my picture on the cover. It's why can't bait, I get a, why don't bait. I get a cut of that?
1: You should, you know, I'm going to fight for your percentages. I'm gonna, I think I'm you should fight battle. for my, <laughs> that's what I'm going to do today. I'm going to work on percentages. <laughs>
0: Uh, I should just shut up and let him fail. But it's not that it's that there. It doesn't help the country. It just I think the it.
1: country is smarter than than that. They oh, already no, no. know the, what this is.
0: Listen, listen to what that what that nutty professor said that went unchallenged on this notion that yeah, Trump but has he's many not more millions than Mao and Stalin and Hitler. And he's, Trump's plan NBC News so plan to exterminate Latinos. No big deal. His first
1: name could be doctor. Maybe he's not a real doctor.
0: Yeah. And then you have the wonderful Bill Maher. Oh, yeah. I'm glad you're dead. Wow. There's compassionate uh, liberalism on display. Claims he's a libertarian. Uh, you know, it's um, it's they're losing it. They ought to be analyzing their own version of the 25th Amendment for themselves
2: because they've lost touch with all reality.
0: Hey, today more than ever, we're all looking for ways to save, especially on medical bills. But where do you start? Now, unless you're a medical billing expert, finding savings can seem impossible. And by the way, who has the time? Now, HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your family insurance and reviews your medical claims as they come in from your healthcare providers. Then HealthLock's technology flags and alerts you to any errors like overbilling or wrong codes and fraud to help you and your family save. And you can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Now, to date, HealthLock has helped its members save more than $130 million. Now, saving on medical bills starts with knowing where to look. HealthLock, they make it simple and easy to find and fix any hidden medical bill error. Now to save, go to their website. It's healthlock.com. One word, healthlock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider. You know, a violent crime is committed in America every 24 seconds. When it hits your doorstep, well, one wrong decision could mean losing your home, your freedom, or even worse. And that's because just owning a gun is not enough anymore. Listen, you need a new way to protect yourself and your family. And what I'm about to tell you has never been shared here until now. And it's available only for you, Sean Hannity listeners, for free for a limited time. Go to the website, defendfamily.com, and watch it for free right now. That's D-E-F-E-N-D, family, one word, defendfamily.com.
4: Do you think that you you adequately informed the court about uh, about the about the about the the origins of the FISA the origins of the Steele dossier yep. and uh, do you think Stu Evans who's the chief of the intelligence officer when he took it to the court was fully informed? I do I do believe that we adequately notified the FISA court of the information we were using and what we thought about that information. Um, I think the. The In fact, in my experience with FISA packages, I've never seen a footnote like the one we included in that package specifically for that purpose. This is like, a foot, this is like on page 16 or It's eight. about a page and a half footnote, long footnote, right. it, footnote yeah. itself. It goes into great detail about our previous relationship, what we thought of the information we were getting uh, from him, and kind of where... How we understood his involvement or interest in in, in this stuff that was in the uh, in the FISA package. So I do think we represented it adequately. I know that's a matter that's currently under investigation. be anxious to see what they have to say about it. Well, I'm not gonna go into the details of the conversations I had with Stu. Um, But at the end of the day, we put forth a package that to my understanding, people in my building and the department were satisfied with. So to the extent that there were any concerns about how we represented what we knew about the informant and his potential, um, how he came involved in in acquiring this information and and, uh, what his background might, might say about his involvement in that collection, Um, I think everyone was satisfied that we had represented that accurately and adequately in the package. Um, The court was obviously satisfied. They signed it, what, three or four times? There there was one, right, there were three renewals, including by Rod, the last one. That's right. In May of... and three renewals, one of which I signed, took place after the director had been fired. It was this politically motivated, perhaps, dossier that was what triggered the FBI's uh, opening up a file to investigate this. Is is that correct? Is that how it started? That is absolutely not correct. Okay. So now knowing the Russians are doing this, and we have someone who's affiliated with the campaign who has indicated not just a knowledge of it, but a willingness to accept that sort of assistance we have a reason to start investigating whether or not the campaign has actually colluding with or conspiring with a foreign actor which is of course illegal in this country so we sit down to figure out how do we get at that that issue. The logical way to do it is to begin investigating, looking at those people who are clearly part of the campaign, who we know have historical associations with Russia or with Russian intelligence. And that's how the first four cases are opened. All of that takes place before we ever receive a copy of the Steele dossier. Mm -hmm. Steele dossier had no role. In fact, we didn't have it in our, we weren't, I'll say, consciously aware of it.
0: All right. That was Andrew McCabe. This, this is fascinating to me. It had no role in opening up the investigation into the Trump campaign. Well, but that doesn't really have anything to do with the whole issue of the FISA warrant applications. You know, everyone was satisfied, including the FISA court, about the package that got uh, the FISA warrant. The only problem is what they have presented to the court, they presented to be accurate and true and verified. And Andrew McCabe himself, perhaps he needs a memory check here, uh, was the guy that said no um, dossier, no FISA application. He said those words and, you know, so he's now trying to backtrack in this uh, interview that he he did, I guess, with C-SPAN. And what's fascinating about this interview, you know, he's saying this all on the. In, in an environment where now he's been hired by fake news CNN. He's been fired for lying and leaking. We now know and can confirm that the DOJ inspector general's investigation, Horowitz's investigation into FISA abuse is completed. And we know that it's now being processed for potential redactions. That means we'll get it in early September. Uh, and we know that Lindsey Graham expects the findings to be damning and ugly. His words And the problem is we're now at a point where we see that Andy McCabe is trying to go on offense and protect himself in all of this. But uh, we know it was Comey signed off on the very first FISA application that was prior to the election. This was in October 2016. He signed two subsequent FISA applications. In January of 2017, he goes to Trump Tower, says, well, there's this dossier, it's salacious, but it's unverified. Uh, the very one that he claimed was verified months earlier when he signed the FISA application. He swore that the evidence in that application was true, accurate, verified. In reality, none of the above. And it relied on heavily, the bulk of the information in the application was the Hillary Clinton bought and paid for dirty Russian dossier. None of it true. We find if the FBI even determined over 90 percent when they finally got around to vetting it. Well, after the FISA applications, oh, 90 plus percent, not true. They couldn't confirm any of it. And Comey was warned about all of this from the get go. But of course, they did it anyway to get a backdoor into the Trump campaign. And that would be premeditated fraud on a FISA court in order to spy on a presidential campaign. So that's the issue. And we got McCabe now hired by fake news CNN. He's now backtracking on his earlier remarks about, yeah, no dossier without the uh, we wouldn't get a FISA warrant approved and Comey's right hand man. But, well, we are waiting to see federal prosecutors are reportedly nearing a decision on whether or not to indict McCabe over his egregious lying. And it appears Lisa Page may be witness one, two and three in this case, um, which makes it even more interesting. Now, okay, so who who, are are we going to apply the same standards that were applied to Michael Cohn, Paul Manafort, uh, Papadopoulos? Although I'm I'm waiting for those transcripts to come out and maybe even tape recordings to come out that were exculpatory and purposefully uh, pushed to the side regarding Papadopoulos. We'll see what happens in that particular case. And, you know, and then uh, General Flynn, the whole issue. And, And by the way, McCabe said, oh, you don't need a lawyer. He knew that this was an interrogation into General Flynn, but he basically took away his Miranda rights by doing what he did in that case. And then Comey bragging that he sent in his agents on day four of the Trump administration to see lieutenant general flynn and uh they didn't even think he was lying but putting that aside uh something he wouldn't do in the obama bush administrations all right here to break it wide open fox news legal uh, analyst author of a soon-to-be-released sequel to his number one bestseller it's called witch hunt greg jarrett david Shone, criminal and civil liberties attorney criminal defense attorney all right greg so I don't know why this, if if there's a lack of candor, he's fired for lying and leaking. Well, uh, if all these other people got charged for lying, why not him? Why not Comey, considering the inspector general uh, did, in fact, uh, recommend or he referred Jim Comey for the same thing, lack of candor? That's lying. That would be the. Very offenses these other guys got put away for. Well,
5: you're right. And the inspector general, by the way, is a neutral investigator. Look, Andrew McCabe has put people behind bars for lying. Uh, He should be held to the same legal standard. And if you reread, as I did this morning, the scathing condemnation of McCabe in the inspector general report, uh, he, he concluded that he, quote unquote, lacked candor not once, Not twice, but four times when questioned repeatedly by federal agents. Now, lack of candor is a polite way of saying he lied Uh, in his defense. McCabe said, oh, I, you know, I was sort of stricken with onset uh, incoherence and amnesia. It's all a misunderstanding, a a miscommunication. uh, And in the alternative, gee, I I have this innocent failure of recollection. Not likely. Uh, It should be it should be troubling to all Americans that somebody like Andrew McCabe rose to the top of the Federal Bureau of Investigation. And remember, Sean, it was just this last February, a month before the Mueller report, that McCabe appeared on CNN and has asked the following question. Do you still believe the president could be a Russian asset? McCabe's answer was, quote, I think it's possible. This is a person who should never have been employed by the FBI, much less become acting
0: director. Your thoughts, David Schoen? Yeah, a couple points.
6: Uh, you know, the reason one of the main reasons I'm a big fan of yours is because you go, you deal with facts. You deal with facts that you can support. So all of this nonsense about this being politically motivated, going after McCabe, Donald Trump is behind it. Let me tell you what Donald Trump is behind. I believe he's behind having a. Uh, legitimate, functioning FBI that returns to the long reputation it deserves. to one of the premier law enforcement agencies in the world. Greg said it four times the inspector general. It's not Donald Trump's inspector general. It was President Obama's inspector general, frankly, who continued on because he's a man of integrity. Four times, three times under oath, and one time he found McCabe to have lied to Comey. So Comey should also be a witness in any prosecution of McCabe. They've been at odds with their stories all along. Um, even the New York Times, called the inspector general's report scathing and unsparing when it dealt with Andrew McCabe. So that's what people ought to know. The facts, as the the inspector general found them, um, not as Donald Trump claims them to be. It's a matter of what the inspector general found. And Donald Trump is simply supporting the integrity of the agency by insisting, as you say, on no double standards. Is this a fireable offense, lying to investigators? Absolutely. Is it criminal? Ask General Flynn's prosecutors.
0: Well, ask Manafort or ask Cohn or ask Papadopoulos, uh, because in each one of those cases, you know, that's what they, they they made it stick. You know, it's really sad to me, Greg Jarrett. And I've said this before, and I have friends of mine, many friends in the FBI, and I've discussed this with them. I said, you know. I'm a guy that grew up around law enforcement. My whole family pretty much was in law enforcement in terms of extended family. My mom worked uh, 16-hour shifts pretty much every day in a prison for 25 years. My dad, family court probation. Uh, I had two family members that were FBI guys, uh, many New York Police City Police Department guys and Nassau County Police Department guys. But uh, so I love law enforcement. So the FBI comes over to Sean Hannity's house and they want to ask Sean Hannity a question. Um, every one of them tells me, no, 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 don't answer any questions. <laughs> and I'm like, well, that makes no sense to me. Why not? Because and the answer is now obvious, should be obvious to everybody. Because if they interpret what you're saying to be a lie, Or maybe you don't you innocently don't remember something exactly as it was, which for me would be like, yeah, the odds are really high. Unless you're asking me something about the deep state, the investigation into the investigators about Trump, Clinton, Bush, Reagan, um, Bush, one I can answer all those questions, but I'm not going to answer who was on my show last week and remember accurately.
5: (laughs) Yeah, you're right, because the FBI now, sadly, under uh, James Comey and Andrew McCabe and, and the influence of Peter Strzok and Lisa Page, have become a political organ. And so it doesn't matter what you say; they will contort it uh, into an alleged lie and prosecute you for it. And you named all the people: Flynn, Papadopoulos, Stone, Manafort. There oh, been Stone too. I
0: forgot well. Roger Stone. Yeah. You know, I mean, so yeah. what they're saying to good people like me that are inclined to want to help law enforcement is, don't help them. Right. Don't. Don't. I, they're you know, they're that, saying, keep your mouth shut for your own safety. And that that, to me is that that is so repugnant to me because it goes against everything that I believe in as a as as an American citizen that wants to help my FBI out. All right. Stay right there. We'll take a break. More. Greg Jarrett, David Schoen. Hey, today more than ever, we're all looking for ways to save, especially on medical bills. But where do you start? Now, unless you're a medical billing expert, finding savings can seem impossible. And by the way, who has the time? Now, HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your family insurance and reviews your medical claims as they come in from your healthcare providers. Then HealthLock's technology flags and alerts you to any errors like overbilling or wrong codes and fraud to help you and your family save. And you can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Now, to date, HealthLock has helped its members save more than $130 million. Now, saving on medical bills starts with knowing where to look. HealthLock, they make it simple and easy to find and fix any hidden medical bill error. Now to save, go to their website. It's healthlock.com. One word, healthlock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider. You know, a violent crime is committed in America every 24 seconds. When it hits your doorstep, well, one wrong decision could mean losing your home, your freedom, or even worse. And that's because just owning a gun is not enough anymore. Listen, you need a new way to protect yourself and your family. And what I'm about to tell you has never been shared here until now And it's available only for you, Sean Hannity listeners, for free for a limited time. Go to the website, defendfamily.com, and watch it for free right now. That's D-E-F-E-N-D, family, one word, defendfamily.com. All right, wrapping things up, Greg Jarrett, uh, David Schoen. All right, so the Horowitz report done. It's now in the process of being looked at for potential redactions. Lindsey Graham saying it's going to be devastating. We have one referral for Comey, still outstanding, and now they are deciding whether to indict McCabe. Well, do you see people indicted? I mean, if it's as devastating a report as we've been told, Greg, will people get indicted? Uh,
5: I think Senator Graham is right. Ugly and devastating, and on that basis alone, there should be criminal indictments. Whether they will, will test the mettle of both John Durham uh, as well as Bill Barr, the attorney general. Um, I, I am absolutely convinced that crimes were committed. The likes of Comey, McCabe, Strzok, Page, and others, uh, Brennan, and Clapper, they should be held accountable if there is any justice in our system of
0: justice. I think I want the Durham report as much, if not now, more than the Horowitz report. Uh, 20 seconds, David Schoen. Indictments coming, referrals coming.
6: You know I'm the cynic. McCabe is the easy case. McCabe is recorded, audio tape recorded. He's waffled back and forth. His statements were given under oath. If they don't prosecute him, can't imagine they're going to prosecute anyone, um, and justice will not be served. Quite frankly, that shows your double standard. If that's what happens, I'm a cynic.
0: You're a cynic, so you don't think you think we're going to live in a country where we have a two tiered justice system, and we don't have equal justice of our laws and equal application of our laws. That's what you're saying, then? God forbid. No, is that what you, you believe? That's what the outcome's yeah, going to be. I
6: believe, I be, and I believe you get institutional pushback from people in the justice. Well, department. then I think
0: that they, it's over. I, I, I honestly believe. That is country is not going to survive if that happens, if the if the powerful and politically connected get away with this. And by the way, the biggest disappointment in, as of now today is Ray. Ray doesn't seem to want to clean up the premier law enforcement agency in the world. I don't get it. I really don't. He, You know, he seems hell bent on holding back information and not bringing it forward. And that makes no sense. All right. Thank you both for uh, being with us. Appreciate it. 800-941-Sean Tollfree telephone number. We'll get to your calls next and then we'll check in with Jeff Lord, Kaylee McEnany, and uh we'll look at uh yeah, the disaster that is the Democrats 2020. Hey, today more than ever, we're all looking for ways to save, especially on medical bills. But where do you start? Now, unless you're a medical billing expert, finding savings can seem impossible. And by the way, who has the time? Now, HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your family insurance and reviews your medical claims as they come in from your healthcare providers. Then HealthLock's technology flags and alerts you to any errors like overbilling or wrong codes and fraud to help you and your family save. And you can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Now, to date, HealthLock has helped its members save more than $130 million. Now, saving on medical bills starts with knowing where to look. HealthLock, they make it simple and easy to find and fix any hidden medical bill error. Now, to save, go to their website. It's healthlock.com. One word, healthlock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider. You know, a violent crime is committed in America every 24 seconds. When it hits your doorstep, well, one wrong decision could mean losing your home, your freedom, or even worse. And that's because just owning a gun is not enough anymore. Listen, you need a new way to protect yourself and your family. And what I'm about to tell you has never been shared here until now. and it's available only for you, Sean Hannity listeners, for free for a limited time. Go to the website, defendfamily.com, and watch it for free right now. That's D-E-F-E-N-D, family, one word, defendfamily.com. All right, 25 now till the top of the hour, Eight hundred nine four one 941 sean toll-free telephone number. Uh, it, uh, Biden's collapsing. We'll get to that with Kaylee McEnany and Jeff Lord. Uh, what we have all been talking about, all day is this issue involving luck of the Indianapolis Colts retiring at 29 and not only that the reaction of the fans just booing the hell out of his decision to retire uh the guy has had a lot of injuries you know the guy's been through a lot he's you know nothing that serious like everybody in the NFL he's had concussions and that brings up the whole issue of CTE and, and how severe the after what what the after effects are for a long career in football. Now, I guess, fortunately or unfortunately, the average uh, professional career is what, like three and a half years. Every single year, you have a, a all these college kids that want to take your spot. And usually teams can get people nearly as good, maybe as good, sometimes better and pay them a lot less. Which bothers me, too, because right out of the college, I think these guys ought to be able to charge whatever they want, but they control how much teams can pay and uh, salary caps, et cetera, et cetera which tells me look it's the NFL and Jason you tell me if i'm wrong i won't ask linda cuz she knows nothing about sports by the way how many points do you get for a touchdown do you know linda you know i'm not playing this game with you today uh you want to talk how, about sports you talk about it with jason and ethan and Blair. how many points actually do
1: you-, you know who the uh, sports aficionado is in our studio now it's who? It's Katie.
0: I know. Katie she, loves she, That
1: girl is ridiculous. She knows right, so much. Well, I don't care.
0: Whoever wants to weigh in. But the average career of an NFL player is three and a half years. This guy's had torn cartilage in two ribs, a partially torn abdomen, a lacerated kidney, uh, at least a con- one concussion, torn labrum in his sho- a throwing shoulder, You know, a calf ankle issue that led to him finally saying that, you know what, I'm getting out. Now, he did this and didn't know that the Colts were going to Give him the salary. He thought he was going to give up twenty four, five million dollars. But the Colts, which I thought was a pretty classy thing, they gave him the money anyway. But the fans, listen to the fans booing here. This this is pretty harsh. Now, Aaron Rodgers – now, we, I like Aaron Rodgers. He's a class act. I know I've actually talked to his dad on this program once before. Um, he and a lot of the other players are, are apoplectic over the fan reaction, and this is what Rodgers said.
7: I thought it was pretty disgusting. Um, you
0: know, he's making a really tough
7: decision. And even before that, you know, he makes a decision. I don't know why that doesn't stay in-house to kind of protect – protect him a little bit, although when I think about it, I thought it would have been you know, more of a standing ovation type thing and a thank you than, than booze, but um, I said it this morning, I, I 100% respect him immensely for his decision, I salute him for uh, choosing you know, quality of life uh, he's a fantastic player he had a great career and he's got a lot to be proud of and like many of us in this locker room, if not all of us, you know, we all have interests outside of football.
0: Andrew is an extremely bright guy, and I'm sure he'll have a lot of things to transition into. I just thought that was, and a lot of the other NFL players are, are saying similar things. I have not heard, has anyone heard Katie or Jason or Ethan or anybody, any player that came out and spoke out against them. I've not heard that. I
8: I haven't heard any player. I I wouldn't expect you to hear any, any player to, uh, the only thing that 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 pisses
0: me off and why I'm watching college football is the whole kneeling thing. It's driving me nuts. It shouldn't drive you. nuts. I mean, it's, it's like, it's like a very,
8: very small handful of players. And the guy you're referring to Reed, he was a former teammate of Kaepernick's in, uh, San Francisco. And, he was probably out of the league because of that. And he signed a contract with Carolina and they've decided to keep him around.
0: Yeah. Look, I uh, this is a personal decision. And I look, it hurts the Colts. They're still paying them. Uh, that was their decision. They did not have to make that payment. They could have said, OK, you're leaving. You quit. We don't owe you the money contractually. You're on your own. But CTE is real. I mean, the idea that I, I don't know. I just know the, the results of the autopsy when I read about Aaron Hernandez. Apparently, it was the worst case of CTE they had ever seen. Did it contribute to his violent nature and eventually his death? I don't know. I, how would I know? I'm not a doctor. But you know, I saw Jim McMahon of the formerly the quarterback of the Chicago Bears. I mean, those were the, yeah, he's, was the he golden a, he age. He is a very bad case. Yeah, and I and I've watched real sports. I'm not a fan of Brian Gumble, but the show, you know, they have a lot of good segments on it. And when they do, I like to watch it. And they've done a lot on this, and the league has responded, and they've changed a lot of the rules to make it a little bit more safe. And well, they that, kind of had to because they were <laughs> they were covering yeah, the up the, whole the concussion thing for for years, for years. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, well, that's on them. But on the and, and that's fine. And trying to make better helmets, and that's fine, too. But at the end of the day, if you're going to play football the way it's played, or you're going to get in an octagon and you're going to, you know, pick a warrior sport. That's what it is. This is one of these sports. This is a warrior sport. If you're going to pick that sport, and there are enough people like me that want to watch these sports. I mean, there's never an MMA fight that I'm not watching. I watch them all. I buy every pay per view. Same with boxing. I do the same thing with boxing. Although I prefer MMA. Uh, as long as people are willing to pay to watch warriors, that's part of the sport. Is there? It is. There is an element of danger here. There absolutely is. Now we'll talk to Joe Theismann later in the program, and Herschel Walker is going to join us. You know, go look up the video of Joe Theismann. Having his leg broken by Lawrence Taylor, the New York Giants, it was a career-ending break, and it is hard to watch. Uh, you can watch the Octagon. What's his name? Antonio uh, Silva. Um, and when he gets actually
1: he get, uh, Anderson, Silva. I'm sorry, Anderson,
0: Anderson Silva, in the Octagon, kicks a guy once, and literally his the bone breaks in half on his leg, his leg, as the guy did a really effective block. And it's painful to watch. But, you know, life's th- this. It, I don't want to ruin the sport in the process. Well, Sean, if
8: you go into football, you know what you're getting into. You know what you're getting into.
0: You go into the octagon. You know, you're going to be bloodied up some days. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, you're going to get hit and you're going to play get hockey. Hit you're going to get hard. your bell rung. It's just a fact. You're not going to get off scot free. People love. I loved playing those sports. Loved it. And I, I train hard now. I've had my bell rung recently, you know, when we, we do our sparring. It was a cheap shot, too, by the way. I'm kidding. You, yeah, you, you actually
8: take hits to the head? Is that what you're saying? Absolutely.
0: We do have you, gear, you, we have gear so on, deep, but I'm telling you, you okay. hit so hard, I'm telling you, you can have your bell rung with, with headgear on, yes. So how many concussions do you think you've had? Not enough to uh account for CTE. I don't think I got a concussion from it. I think maybe when I was younger playing sports hockey, I I remember I I probably did have a mild concussion. I remember a your nasty times. broken finger. That was disgusting. Oh, that was from that was from MMA too. That was me. At least it was me hitting in that case. It wasn't <laughs> at least I threw the punch. I wasn't on the receiving end of that punch. And it was pretty effective, and there was a lot of blood associated with that punch. Um but you know, I, we love these sports. We we admire these athletes because it we instinctively know it's courageous. I will get back into this with uh, Joe Theismann and Herschel Walker later in the program. All right, uh, let's get to our busy uh, telephones here. Uh, let's say hi to Clinton in Michigan. Clinton, hi. How are you? Welcome to the program. Glad you called, sir. Hi. how you doing, son? <laughs> I'm good. Clinton, how are I'm you? Good. Somebody's how telling, you, me, in my Somebody telling you. me my ear that I know you. My ear that I don't. Yeah, I am the hot dog guy in Lansing. Okay, now wait a minute. Okay, now what tell the story. Now the story Okay, now you remember in two thousand twelve we had a right to work pass and I was under the
9: tent there and they destroyed all my hot dog equipment. And uh you called me up and talked to me and asked that I listened to your show and I said yes every day and you donated five thousand dollars To me. And I was so happy, and that led to me that people started sending money to me all over the world because I was under the tent. And I
0: was just a working man trying to make a living. I was hired to give away hot dogs that day. So Clinton, I, I I you know, I I remember, but vaguely, I mean I wish my memory was better. I remember this Give me the details. I remember giving you the, the donation. I felt terrible for you because you wanna work. They were they were going to take your livelihood away, which is your hot dog stand, right? Exactly. Exactly. And exactly. why? What what was the rationale? I
9: have no I have no idea, Sean, because I was there to give away hot dogs for a group that hired me to give away hot dogs that day. And the right to work, uh UAW uh, came and when they found out that the the uh, bill had passed, they just started destroying everything. They cut the tent down. I was under the tent, and so they stunk my, poured my chili out. They destroyed all my. Twins. All right,
0: now th- let's fast forward. So I give you five grand, and then other people sent you money. Uh, how much do yeah. people send you?
9: I was getting money from all over. I was getting cards, like you know, people were sending me twenty dollars a year, thirty dollars a year. Yeah. I was here all over the world. I was on Greta Francesca. She called me and I was yeah. on her show. And uh it just you, it just took off when you called me, Sean. I was so grateful for you Ooh. and I wanted to tell you that.
0: Well let me I, ask you this. What are you doing good. now? Did you did you get your own place, your own I'm, hot dog stand? What did you do? What are you doing now?
9: I got a brand I got a brand new hot dog stand.
0: Brand new I, I it, brand new.
9: I had wow. it, I had it built. I had it custom built. Brand
0: new. And how's and, business? Uh, Tell me I how business is.
9: Business is really good, really good.
0: How and, many uh, hot dogs do you two. sell a day on average?
9: On the average, probably about, I'd say about a hundred hot dogs. Then I have Polish dogs, red hot, and different other hot dogs that I sell. Probably
0: about a hundred hot dogs a day. And and, and so right, you're selling hot dogs, right. uh, and and other products. So you're making a decent living at it. I hope. I am. I've been doing it for twenty five years. Now, where is your spot so people, our friends in Michigan, can go get hot dogs from you? I am
9: right across from the Capitol, right in front of City Hall on Michigan and Capitol. I'm right across from the uh,
0: Capitol. So you're right in a, right. right in the heart of of the action. So you're doing really well. Good for pre- and this. Wait, so you took the money I gave you. You bought the hot dog stand, and you're kicking ass. That's what you're telling me. That's your update.
9: That's exactly what I'm saying, John.
0: (laughs) I'm so proud of you. I'm so happy for you. Let me ask you this. Um, Yes. Now, how do you, do you have to take the stand home every day or you get to, do you have to hitch it to the back of your car? What are you doing with it?
9: Yeah, I hitch it to the back of my truck and I take it home and I put it in my driveway and, uh.
0: And then you go back and how many days a week are you working, Clinton? I'm working five days a week, uh, Monday through Friday from
9: 11 to 2 o'clock p.m., and uh, weekends I do other things, too. I am a caterer, too, so I do catering, too. On the All weekend. right, let me
0: ask you a very personal question. You don't have to give me the exact number. Around how much are you making a year?
9: Well, Sean, uh, I'll give you a roundabout figure, maybe 80000 to 85000 maybe a year.
0: That's awesome. Let me ask you this yeah. question. How much did the hot dog stand itself cost?
9: Well the hot dog yourself that I've got now that I had made uh nine
0: thousand. All right, I'll tell you what I'm gonna do this time, okay? Because I want you to I want you to almost double your income. So this is what we're gonna do. I'm gonna send you nine grand, okay? And what I want you to do yeah. is I want you to find another location that obviously doesn't compete with yours. I want you to find somebody, you pay them by the hour, and or maybe give them a small percentage of what you give them a percentage of what you sell. And I want you every day. Now you're going to have to move two hot dog carts. You you drop off one for the person that's working for you. Whoever, maybe it's a family member, friend or whatever that needs a job. And then you get in your location. Now you'll have two businesses. And let's see how we do in a year. Call me back and tell me how it worked out. Great. Thank you, man.
9: How's that? Pretty cool.
0: Is that a good deal? It's
9: real cool. Yes I should I
0: should have asked for a percentage. I just negotiated. I could make I can make a fortune investing in you. You're you're kicking serious ass in the free market. I love it. It's awesome. <laughs> That is a great story. I'm so proud of you. Good for you. You're working hard. Thank the American you, Dream. God. Government tried to shut you down, and uh, we're able to bypass their idiocy. All right. So I'm gonna. Uh, I'm gonna. We're gonna take care of that. All right. God bless you, Clinton. Okay, all right. Stay on the line. Linda's gonna take care of you.
7: Then what happened? Doctor, I only had two political heroes. One hero was my dad. My two political heroes were Martin Luther King and Bobby Kennedy. My senior semester, they're both shot and killed. Imagine what would have happened if God forbid Barack Obama had been assassinated after becoming the de facto nominee. What would have happened in America? Things changed. I just spoke at a at Dartmouth on health care at the medical school or not I guess I wasn't actually on the campus but the people from the medical school were at the I, I want to be clear I'm not going nuts. I'm not sure whether it was a medical school or where the hell I spoke but it was on the campus. It was on the campus and the dean of all If you agree with me, go to Joe. 3-0-3-3-0 3 and help me in this fight. I watched what happened when the kids from Parkland marched up to, and I I, I I met with them and then they went off to up on the hill when I was vice president, They went off the hill to go into those neighborhoods. We gotta let them know who we are. We choose unity over division. We choose science over fiction. We choose truth over facts. The words that stunned the nation, and I would argue, I know, shocked the world. International leaders spoke about it. You have had people like Margaret, excuse me, you had people like the the former chairman and leader of the party in in Germany. You had Angela Merkel. We have this notion that somehow if you're poor, you cannot do it. Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. Wealthy kids, black kids, Asian kids. Just like in my generation when I got out of school that when bobby kennedy and dr king had been assassinated in, in the 70s mom uh, lived in uh, in long island for 10 years or so uh, god rest her soul and uh um, although she's, wait, your mom's still your mom's still alive as your dad passed. God bless her soul. Chuck Graham, state senator's here. Chuck, stand up. Chuck, let him see you. Oh, God love you. What am I talking about? The largest growth in population is Indian Americans moving from India. You cannot go to a 7-Eleven or a Dunkin' Donuts
0: unless you have a slight Indian accent. I'm not joking. What kind of a chance would a northeastern liberal like Joe Biden stand uh, in the South.
7: Better than anybody else. You don't know my state. My state was a slave state. My state is a border state. My state is the eighth largest black population in the country. You got the first sort of mainstream American yes. who is articulate and bright and, and clean and nice looking guy. I mean, it's, that's a story. They're going to put you all back in chains.
0: All right. Sleepy, creepy, crazy Uncle Joe. Um, He's not doing well in the Monmouth poll. I think it's too early, really, to get into polling. Except I did take great interest in the Zogby poll last week. It had Trump at 51 percent. More importantly, it had Trump 20 points higher with Hispanic Americans and 20 points higher with African Americans than he had in November 2016. And this is after All of these, you know, charges, the media mob, racist, 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 racist. It's after all of that. Um, Certainly the people in this country that were disproportionately negatively impacted by the Biden Obama economy uh, have done the best under the Trump economy. That's why we see the best employment situation since 69. And we have one record-breaking low unemployment figure after another for uh, all these varying demographic groups whose Democratic policies have failed them on a spectacular level, and the Trump policies are working. And we see this on a micro level at the state level where, you know, how is it possible in Baltimore that, you know, 13 high schools, you don't have one kid proficient in math and reading, not one, not a single kid. We're failing these kids. It's not their fault, education is from the latin educare to bring forth from within it's in every child created equal we're not bringing it out it's sad we're not bringing forth what the, the talent within and to let that you know 40% uh, of kids in new york meaning the whole state are proficient in math and reading in a study that came out last i'm like And they're like bragging, oh, it's up 6.6%. I mean, it's a disaster. And we pay more per capita per child in education than any other industrialized nation with the worst results. Only part of it. But anyway, so you got Joe 30330 and we'll take truth over facts and poor kids is just they're just as, as as bright and talented as white kids. And, you know, his wife say, well, you may have to swallow if you vote for Joe, but that's a hell of an endorsement. You know, by the way, Jose, say, I, I promise I'm not going nuts. And his brain surgeon is out there saying, no, he has a, his brain is working. Well, oh, what endorsements he's getting lately. Kaylee McEnany, National Press Secretary, Trump 2020, Jeff Floyd, author of the bestseller Swamp Wars, uh, Donald Trump and the New American Populism versus the Old Order. Uh, all right. So you got the angry old. Oh, and he doesn't know if he's in Vermont or New Hampshire. That's a problem. He didn't know if he spoke at the medical school at Dartmouth either. That's a problem too. Um, I don't see, this is now getting to such a crisis point, Jeff, I don't see him now emerging as the winner.
10: Yeah, I think he has two real problems. And what you've just highlighted there is, Definitely one of them. Uh, this mistake after mistake after mistake. I mean, people are going to begin to realize this is this is what's happening with him, and they're not going to be very kind to him. I mean, as you know, when his staff wanted to cut back as an appearances, and as you know, David Axelrod of all people said, you know, if he can't cut it, he can't cut it. You can't you can't not do that. Um, that's number one, and number two, he's too much of a centrist for these people, uh, for the Elizabeth Warrens and Bernie Sanders supporters, and all of this. They are out to, to really take over the Democratic Party. And he is the Hillary of 2020, and they're going to go after him. And just, and just one, quickly one other thing, Sean. You know, you were talking about the uh, support among Hispanics. I went to a Women for Trump event in pennsylvania last week and there were a whole group of hispanics there who went out of their way to make themselves known to me they want to sit down and have a conversation they were 100 percent for president trump that's a very interesting uh thing that's happening here
0: uh i i don't know i mean the only one that seems to be getting any traction and you know does cry uh crowd size matter um it certainly shows a level of enthusiasm Certainly, Donald Trump has the most by far. Nobody's comparable on the Democratic side. But we now have two events where Elizabeth Warren actually drew real crowds. Is that an indicator she might start the beginning of a surge towards her, Kayleigh McEnany?
11: Yeah, you know, maybe in this Democrat primary, uh, but Elizabeth Warren will never pull a crowd like President Trump can. 17,000 people in New Hampshire. Uh, that's one thing we never worry about at the Trump campaign. We put out the date of the rally. Uh, we don't sit there and try to pep up our, our ticket numbers because it's just the demand is outrageous. Uh, we can pack the room without doing much well, you pack the
0: room and you have thousands outside at a, as a lot of these events, people just want to be there even if they can't get inside. And I've, se- I've been there where people, wait in the pouring rain, you know, and our are, are tailgating the night before.
11: That's exactly right. In Orlando, the president's big kickoff, uh, there were literally thunderstorm advisories. We had to announce over the loudspeaker, hey, guys, there's thunderstorms. We're obligated to tell you you need to pack up and go inside. Uh, they all just whipped out their umbrellas. They sleep overnight. They wait, you're right, 5,000 outside. Elizabeth Warren will never be able to match that. She may win in a Democrat primary, but I can tell you this. We're not afraid of socialism. We're not afraid of Pocahontas. We're not afraid of Anything that Elizabeth Warren
0: puts forward. Look, I think Elizabeth Warren is got real issues over time, not the least of which are her radical positions. And she's trying to talk tough. I I can take on Donald Trump and he's not going to get behind me and do this hand thing. I don't even know what she's talking about. Um, Referring to the second debate with Hillary. All right. You are the two people that are uniquely qualified to weigh in on this tape. Now, look, I've, I've chronicled, for example, all that, you know, CNN, fake news, and that will forever be their brand. Now they've earned it. They're lying. They're misinformation, they're propaganda. They're perpetrating a hoax. They're conspiracy theories every second minute hour of every 24 hour day every seven day week every month every year i mean that's all they do is hate trump every show, not not a single show there is breaking a million viewers in any given hour of a 24 hour day so anyway they got this guy who has even a lower rated show down 42 percent according to joe concha from you know just six months ago humpty dumpty and he does their show i call it unreliable liberal sources And he has this professor from Duke on, and here's what the professor said, and then we'll tell you how Humpty reacted.
3: Well, I think that medicalizing politics has three very dire consequences. Hmm. The the first is that it stigmatizes the mentally ill. I've known thousands of patients, almost all of them, have been well-behaved, well-mannered, good people. Trump is none of these. Lumping the mentally ill with Trump is a terrible insult to the mentally ill, and they have enough Problems and stigma as it is. The second issue is that calling Trump crazy hides the fact that we're crazy for having elected him, and even crazier for allowing his crazy policies to persist. Trump is as destructive a person in this century as Hitler, Stalin, and Mao were in the last century. He may be responsible for many more million deaths than they were. He needs to be contained, but he needs to be contained by attacking his policies not his person he may be responsible for
0: many more millions death than hitler stalin and mao that would be you know according to varying uh estimates uh Over 100 million people, if my historical knowledge is anywhere near correct, Jeffrey Lord.
10: Yeah, I I don't know whether Brian knew specifically that he was going to say that, but he certainly this guy and and there was one other person on the panel on that same panel. Both of them were there for a reason, and they were there to support the notion that the president is mentally, in their words, mentally unstable. That's why they were there. And so they knew, more or less, what was going to come out of this. And as I think Joe Concha pointed out last night, uh, CNN was so uh, enthused about this, they tweeted out about the episode on the show, even knowing that Brian was going to say, well, I had a technical difficulty here. So. I mean, this is the anti-Trump network, and this is what they're doing, and they're going to do it in a thousand different forms and fashions, and in my opinion, it comes directly from Jeff Zucker.
0: What do you think, Kayleigh McEnany?
11: Yeah, I think that's right. I mean, there was an all-out effort, Jeff and I saw it every night in 2016, to call the president a racist, homophobe, xenophobe. Any word or bad moniker or horrible description you could come up with, you could basically fit any segment either of us were on into one of those categories as trying to demonize the president. And here we go again. I think this is a new low for CNN. Now it's not just racist, xenophobe, homophobe. If you are worse than the worst dictator in world history, killing millions and millions millions and millions of Jews in this false comparison that is outright defamatory. That's a new low for CNN, and I didn't know they were possible uh, in going any lower. There's one thing
0: that's going to be certain, though, and that is um, as we were talking about this campaign, the biggest contributor will be the media mob. The New York Times, Fake News, CNN, NBC, ABC, CBS. I mean, pretty much everybody except for like me, Tucker, Lou Dobbs, Rush, uh, Mark, Janine, you know, there's only a few of us. I'm going to forget a few people. And then our great guests like Joe and Victoria and and Greg and John. I mean, I'm, I'm going to miss people, but I, you get my point. So will that impact have any impact in any way? Last question, Kaylee McEnany, Jeff Lord.
11: Yeah, the work that you do every night, Sean, is going to go a long way. It already has. Uh, We now have the Justice Department looking into uh, the misdeeds of the Obama administration. And look, if Joe Biden's the nominee, uh, the Democrats really have a huge albatross around their neck because he was right there in the center of all the wrongdoing we saw happen there.
0: Yeah. What do you think, Jeff Lord? Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
10: And I I think that the, the media itself is going to be a big issue and to the negative for the other side. And they can't help themselves. They're going to do this. And you will be there and and Tucker and Laura and all of these folks will be there to to uh, answer this. Uh, and, you know, they, they have no credibility. Zero. And it's going to if the president. I am certain will tuck it right to him. And he should. And he, he'll be well received in doing
0: so. Uh, I think so, too. All right. And now if you had to predict today, who's the Democratic nominee? Jeff Lord,
10: I'm beginning to think Elizabeth Warren might snake in there, which I
0: would frankly just love. Kayleigh McEnany. <laughs>
11: Yeah, that's right. I think uh, Elizabeth Warren or Bernie sneak in. I mean, they're rising in the polls and uh, Joe Biden with each and every gaffe, thinks precipitously.
0: OK, thank you both, Kaylee and uh, Jeff, 800-941-SHAWN, toll free telephone number. There was a huge shock in the sports world with the announcement of Indianapolis uh, Colts quarterback Luck bailing out and retiring at the age of 29 um and it's just it, the the pushback and the the reaction is unbelievable we're going to check in with two football greats our buddy herschel walker our other buddy joe theisman that and much more straight ahead hello
12: it is certainly isn't how i uh envision this or plan this, uh, but, but I am going to retire. Uh, this is not an easy decision. Uh, honestly, it's the hardest decision of my life, uh, but it is the right decision for me. Uh, for the last four years or so, I've been in this cycle of injury, pain, rehab, injury, injury, pain, rehab, uh, and it's been unceasing and relenting, unrelenting, both in season, both in o- and off season, uh, and I felt stuck in it, and the only way I see out uh, is, is to to no longer play football. Uh, it's, it's taken my joy of this game away. Uh, and uh, this, sorry, I've been stuck in this process. I haven't been able to live the life I want to live taking the joy out of this game and after 2016 where i played in pain and was unable to regularly practice i made a vow to myself that i would not go down that path again i find myself in a similar situation and the only way forward for me is to remove myself from football in this cycle that i've been in uh come come to the proverbial fork in the road uh and and I, i made a vow to myself that if i ever did again i would choose choose me in a sense
0: All right, that was the announcement. I mean, this has gotten so out of control of. Uh, well, I guess now former retired quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts, uh, Andrew Luck and his decision to retire. Fans are pissed off. They're booing over the weekend. Uh, many emotional, real emotional reactions from players around the league on Monday uh, anyway here to weigh in on it Herschel Walker former NFL player for the Vikings Giants Eagles as uh, all as well by the way as an MMA artist and bobsledder and sprinter and all around health guru of mine, Joe Theismann is with us, formerly quarterback with the Washington Redskins. Uh, if you haven't seen the video of his leg being broken and what ended up being his final game, it is painful to watch. Uh, guys, welcome back to the program. By the way, Herschel, because of you, and I mean this, I doubled my push-ups and sit-ups, and you know, I was doing 100 a day. Now I'm doing 200 each a day and I can do a hundred pushups straight now. And you know that I go all the way down and I do a real pushup because I did it in front of you.
13: You know, you did it. And now when we get back together, we got to, I'm going to challenge you to another set of pushups. Let me see if you read it. You know, I'm getting challenged all the time now because of you. So I'm, I'm having to prepare myself all
0: the time. I'm getting, well, well, wait, but how many pushups and sit-ups do you do a day?
13: I'm doing about 1500 push-ups a day, about 3500 sit-ups. A day, so I'm
0: ready. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready to I, go. Listen, you know, this you're like you know, uh, this is like me going up in the MMA with you, even though I'm, I'm now a brown belt second degree in an eclectic blend of arts, Krav and and Kempo, Jiu-Jitsu, boxing, and and frankly, uh, violent street fighting, situational fighting. But so I'm I'm seven years into my training there, but I I wouldn't still wouldn't mess with you in a million years. But uh, you're a friend, so I. Don't have to worry um but you did inspire me to go further and i got to give you credit for that uh joe it's always great to have you back how are you doing think back i mean you've watched the tape of your leg getting taken out i think it was lawrence taylor at the time yes I, i I. it's it's i mean it's one of the worst things to watch and i'm sure you've watched it when you do see it what do you think
14: the only t- I've only seen it once in the 34 years since it happened Sean and by the way I've cut my push-ups back to 50 uh, because I've, I've been around Herschel and I I just <laughs> figured if I'm doing nothing I'm better off than trying to compete with him because of, of the yeah. type of an athlete he is
0: and so, no, 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 I'm not trying to compete I'm just kind of like all right he's like no. all right, if you can do 1500 and three 3500 ups I can do 200 of each a day right
14: I don't know if I've done I don't know if I've done 1500 in my career. I'm trying to think if I've
0: done that in my life, but well, anyway, you didn't need no, it. You're I, a great quarterback. I mean, one of the best ever. Well, you know,
14: it, you brought it, you brought you bring up a lot of interesting points about our game and, and the conditioning. And Herschel was just, you know, he was the, the phenom in our game. Uh, when he played just the way he trained uh, the natural abilities that he had, the use of those natural abilities just made him so special for me. It, it ended um, abruptly. I didn't have a choice to walk away from the game. And I, I agree with you. I think it's appalling that fans would boo someone because they make a decision that affects their life. And it's almost like the fans feel entitled, like they own you. And you're not allowed to make your own decision that's good for you or your family or your career or your future. And that, that's what upsets me most about this situation. Hey, I respect Andrew tremendously. I support him 100%. There are injuries that occur in our game. Uh, certainly, it ended my career. Um, I didn't have a choice; it wasn't an option of me leaving or staying. And and I just, like I say I admire him very much for making a very courageous, very difficult decision. You know, and
0: we, do you regret we in one, any way, Joe, staying in and having that happen to you? I mean, I, I, look, I I would I'm urging people not to watch, it, but I know how people are; they're going to watch it. But you know, it, when you see the injury, the the career-ending injury. With your leg, it is hard to watch. It is like the destruction of somebody's leg before your eyes, and it just, oh, yeah, oh, it's hard. I mean, it's hard to watch.
14: There's no question. I mean, it was, like I said, I've only seen it once. I know what happened. I was there the night that Alex Smith had his leg broken in in a very similar fashion, and I actually saw his long before I ever saw mine. But I wasn't going to leave the game. I mean, seven broken noses, multiple concussions, broken ribs, broken collarbones, broken hand, broken leg twice. I mean, my
0: choice was to continue to play. I tried to come back, even at yeah. the age
14: of 35, well, you know,
0: and, and, and yet yeah, I couldn't. You know, and I, we there's a video too, Herschel, and I know you've gotten into the octagon uh, of Silver. if you remember. He makes a kick uh, in in a match he's in, and literally the bone breaks right off, and it's like yep. it, half is it's like his foot is dangling separate from apart from the rest of the leg. That like, oh, That's painful to watch too. Well,
13: you know, that's what uh, I think. And Joe is right. I have a lot of respect for Andrew because, you know, one of the about it, and Joe was just talking about it. He was almost forced to quit. He was forced to quit. And he still wanted to play. But what's interesting is Andrew Luck has made a great decision for his, for his family. And people that boo him is almost absurd. It's kind of, sort of upsets me because, you know, he's he's a he's still a man. He's a man that has a family. You know, I, I say I have a lot of respect for our congressman that just stepped down because his young kid is uh, having a surgery. That takes uh, and you know, Coach Landry said one time to the team, he said, guys, when your family is not together, you're not together. And I think the fans must realize that if Andrew Luck do not think he can do it at hundred percent, should he not step down? And if he think that he's gonna not be the father he can be should he not step down. And I think people got to think about that because you want to be a father first. You want to be a husband. You want to be a good good man. First of all, you want to be able to, to walk. You want to be able to live. You want to be able to think. People forget about the injuries that some of the players are going through that they can't even come back from. And like Joe, he wanted to play and he could not. And I think people
0: get about that. You know, look, look, his first obligation is to his family. I mean, it just is. And I, I'm sure it's. It, it, you could hear it in his voice. This was not an easy decision. Um, everybody that I know that makes it to that top level of be, becoming a professional athlete. You know, there was an ad I saw, Joe, during one of the, I don't know, some recent college event I was watching that, you know, there are somewhat 475,000 uh, or eighty five thousand college players in in the varying yeah. sports. That's a lot of. I, I love that. I know Herschel loves that. And a that. very and a very and a very limited amount get to get to the level. Oh no no le, less than ten thousand will ever yeah, make and
14: 10, it. You know, as pros. the other thing he said, Sean in his in his press conference was he said, you know, he's thinking about himself, which is it's not selfish. It's smart. You know what you go through, and and, and we train and Herschel trains. You know, like. Like every, but I mean, he's jumped out of planes. He's trained with special forces. Um, he's done all those things. I, there's, there's got to be an end game for. There has to be a, a pot of gold there. For Andrew, it's just constantly getting up in a state of pain, wondering if you're going to be okay, and it, it's. It, you come home with it, and there's no game at the end. You know, you, you're basically getting yourself ready for what and so finally you realize that it's just i just can't do this anymore it takes more of a mental toll than it does a physical toll on you when you have to go through all that rehabilitation
0: let me ask you about cte i i don't think anybody now can deny the evidence i know they took a look at the brain of aaron hernandez i i don't know if his violence was born out of the the numerous concussions that this guy had. Uh, I don't know. I'm not a, I'm not a doctor. I'm not going to play one on radio. I know they do a fake news CNN and they try and diagnose the president when they really ought to be diagnosing their psychosis and hatred towards the president. But that's a separate issue. But it is real. I know that they're trying to make the game safer. They've instituted new rules. I know they're trying to make better helmets, but it's but th- you know this is a warrior sport. Just like getting in an MMA, you know, octagon is a warrior sport. There's gonna be blood. There's gonna be knockouts. You got that's the life people choose. And as a fan, I like watching it. What well, do you think, yeah, Herschel? Tell
13: a lot of athletes out there. I'm going to tell a lot of athletes out there. They need to look at Andrew Luck as a hero. And let me tell you the reason why. You know it is very hard sometimes for an athlete to walk away you know and now this guy's walking away from millions of dollars and he don't want to do it but he's doing it for somewhere he's doing it for himself for his health he's doing it for his family and i think that's what some of the athletes need to realize today uh with ct ct is for real ct is something that's very real ct is going to have you where you don't you can't be a father you can't be a hustler you can't be can't even be a man because it's going to hurt you. And at the same time, when you cannot get the job done anymore, sometimes it's good to walk away. You know, I said sometimes you look at boxers. You know, you only remember the last fight that you had. You only remember the last time you were in the cage. But sometimes it's
14: good to just walk away because you want to have a productive life, and you can't do it if you're not healthy. I've had multiple concussions. Um, I, I think there's technology out there that we're trying to develop to be able to protect uh, young people, but not just in football. I mean, what do you, what do you hit with a soccer ball? Your head. You've got hockey. You've got lacrosse, which has come on gangbusters now uh, in in colleges and in high schools. So there's there's continuing to develop ways to protect the athlete and do what they can do. And I agree with with Herschel. You know, and as as far as her, when Andrew, but, but, uh, to but walk, here's one
0: but, thing wait, I'm afraid of. I mean, it's a balancing act. <laughs> Because yeah. I love MMA, I tra- I train mixed martial arts. I've, uh, Joe, you I don't know if you know, but I've been doing it now almost seven years. I do it an hour and a half a day, uh, and I mean we hit hard. And
14: this is a credit to Mr. Ursay and the Colts. Andrew was willing to walk away from twenty four million dollars. That was yeah, the they of him. his contract, but they're going to pay him. But he didn't know that. So you know, it, it, everybody people asked me, "Was it an economic decision?" He didn't. That money wasn't going to be guaranteed to him. But yet, Mr. Ursay honored you know the commitment to to andrew and i think that's what everybody else should do and herschel's right you know you have to look at him as a hero somebody that makes this tough a decision in their life should be called a hero we get called too often heroes in the world of sports when the true heroes are the men and women that put on uniforms that defend our country and run into fires listen i'll be
0: the first to say
14: put those uniforms on
0: let me let me say something all this fame is a bunch of crap and i don't think most of it's healthy and all of us have had it it's just not what people think it is and yet yeah, we don't pay our cops teachers firemen first responders our military what they deserve and you're right they're the real heroes uh two great guys joe theisman herschel walker thank you both uh hopefully you can both join us on tv tonight i'd love to have you guys i, I miss you both uh-huh. So my friend Mike Lindell at MyPillow. Now, he makes the best products. I have insomnia. I sleep better than I ever have. And thank goodness, because I fall asleep faster, stay asleep longer. Now you can, too. I have all the MyPillow products. I got the MyPillow mattress topper. I got eight MyPillows. Uh, They make the most incredible sheets. The MyPillow body pillow. I mean, they got it all. Now, Mike has done something very creative, and it's kind of a way to give you the best deals, but not know what's going to be in the Sean. Hannity square. Now you go to mypillow.com and you click on the Sean Hannity square and they have specials there all the time. Like, for example, one is their body pillow. Regularly, 89 dollars 90 bucks Now it's twenty nine ninety right, that's two-thirds off. Um, and those are the types of deals you'll find when you go to MyPillow.com and click on the Sean Hannity Square. It's just amazing. By the way, Mike has an incredible life story. He's been on the program before. If you buy his book, you'll get free shipping. And just go to MyPillow.com, click on the Sean Hannity Square, and you, this is where you get all those great deals. You got a 60-day unconditional money-back guarantee, 10-year warranty. It's MyPillow.com, Sean Hannity Square. Uh, All right, now we're almost out of time. We continue our investigation into the deep state. Tonight, Hannity, we have John Solomon, Dan Mangino, Geraldo Rivera, Charlie Hurt, Sean Spicer, Greg Jarrett, Tom Fitton, and much more. Hope you'll join us. 9 Eastern, Fox News Channel. See you then. All right, see you tonight. Back here tomorrow.